Hello. Hey. This is Abby. And Ashton. And you're listening to CSI. Why? And tonight's episode... I need to stop saying tonight, because not night. Well, it is for us. Yeah. It's fine. This episode is covering four more episodes <laughs> of uh, CSI Season 4. Mm-hmm. We're covering... So close. 17... Double X. Mm-hmm. 18. Um, bad to the bone. 19. Bad words. And 20. Dead ringer. Yes. Um, and we watched all four of these separately. Because, <laughs> again, we busy. We busy. But we got it done. We did. On time. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> to all, like, mm, you um, know, 15 of you. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, hey, if someone enjoys it, then great. Yeah. Welcome. I, I have a do- There is a dog here in my in my ring. That's not. Just just pull it out. I will, but it's just like. Just pull it out. Listen, my fingers, my fingers are peeling also, so I really couldn't feel that. <laughs> just a hot mess right now. Literally, because it's like a billion degrees. Why are your fingers peeling? Do your fingers ever peel? I mean, when I've like done something specific like when i used to do string art my yeah. my fingers peeled all the time no my fingers peel specifically my thumbs hmm. peel like maybe twice a year I just get new skin oh, well, and you're it, a reptile who knew yeah it just starts it's i'm sure it's normal you're a lizard person apparently <laughs> except i do not like to lay in the heat that's just wrong but you have a lot lately with wild because he's requested it he is kindly wild is my dog mm-hmm. i <laughs> <laughs> It's been pointed out to me that I may not have ever stated that. <laughs> and there's sometimes some antidotes, antidotes, anecdotes? Anecdotes. Yes. Anecdotes, where that is an important piece of information. Yes. Contextually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and in case, for whatever reason, this is your first time listening to this podcast, <laughs> I, Abby, am a super fan and Ashen. I've never seen these episodes before in my life, so... So, this is a lot of me trying to remember what's about to happen. Because I typically... And a lot of me asking a lot of questions. Yeah, I typically binge shows like this. So, like, obviously I watched it live, so week to week. But after that point, I've only ever consumed this show in bulk. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to remember when exactly things happen because in my head, it's just like a few hours later versus several seasons <laughs> i can only imagine because i mean i've only seen this through once so mm-hmm. like up yeah. to this point and i have trouble kind of remembering what yeah. happens when in so there's the last four seasons so and there are lots of like little moments that of course in the fandom are blown way out so i forget mm. how maybe insignificant they are within the plot of episodes i'm like oh yeah this is the episode where this happens and then like I don't remember anything else about that <laughs> crime or care. <laughs> um, so, but in this first episode, um, this is a two crime episode. Yep. Which crime would you like to cover first? Um, let's start with the uh, the bus and the arm that flings out from under it. All right. So yeah, we are we open with some road rage. Yep. And a dead I wrote, body. I feel that. <laughs> Hopefully not the dead body part. No, but the being stuck behind a slow bus and you can't get around them because of curvy roads. I had the opposite happen to me the other day. I was on a back road on the way to Mount Juliet. A leg hit your window? No. Oh. 
but I was the one in front and mm. someone else was on my butt mm. but it was a policeman and I'm like dude I'm not gonna go any faster than I'm going because you seem to be looking oh, for a reason no. to pull me over and it was double yellow line so he couldn't pull me over uh-huh. I mean he couldn't pass me and yeah. there was nowhere for me to like pull into That's stressful it was very stressful anyway back to the story so yeah this couple is trying to get around this prison bus and suddenly an arm flings into their windshield i wrote oh an arm dot 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 and other pieces yes so the csis get there and this is nick catherine and sarah working this case Mm -hmm. and it like i said it's a prison bus so it's containing female prisoners but the body came from underneath the bus it was all mangled in the undercarriage Mm -hmm. of the bus and they think that maybe she was hitchhiking yeah well no she wasn't hitchhiking she was well not hitchhiking but like she was tied to the bottom trying to escape escape. yes so but then they find out that she was due for release next month right and so they're they're like like, that's "Mm, weird no why was she in such a hurry did you write down her real name because they only called her baby girl after i did um hold on wait antoinette Okay. That's not a that's not a lie. Her name was Antoinette. Yeah. Antoinette. So Antoinette was due for release next month. So they were like, why would she try to escape this close to her uh, release date? Mm-hmm. And then they find out via autopsy that she was, in fact, murdered. Blunt force trauma. Yep. So, um, and they also talked to, like, other prisoners. She was pretty popular. Nobody hated her. Um, and she was recently moved from her... Like old cell, old cell to, to a, a new, new cell, cell for uh, contraband, contraband, which was a necklace. Yep. Um, also, I really liked the quote where they're piecing her together mm-hmm. on Doc Robin's table, and they're like, "It's like a jigsaw puzzle." And he said, "Doc Robin says, in reference to a jigsaw puzzle, the pelvis is the corner piece." <laughs> nice. Um, so the bus driver was one of the, uh, corrections officers Mm -hmm. and he says he didn't have time to check the bus before they left. He was like, I didn't have time to do that. I don't get paid enough. And also he's like, I don't see these, these inmates as people. If I do that, I'll start getting sad or mad when they wind up back here. So it's better just to look at them like bugs essentially. Um, but in going over the bus, they find both blood and semen, which is weird for a female prison. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, immediately suspect. Um, they talk to the girl who is one of the inmates in charge of cleaning the bus, named Juanita, and she says she recently washed out the bus. She noticed the blood but and the semen, but what's she going to do about it? So, um... They notice, um, back at the um, autopsy table she that has, she has, like, a... Well, it's a tattoo. Yeah. But they were like, what is this? So they're like testing the materials that are in this spot. And they're like, yeah. oh, it's this. It's from a bug. It's basically from a bug. And then Sarah drops this heavy <laughs> yes. bug knowledge, just like yes. Grissom would. And they're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Nick is like, since when did you learn so much about bugs? And Sarah goes, entomology textbook. Grissom gave it to me last Christmas. When I can't sleep, I read. And they're like, I Greg, didn't get anything for Christmas. Yeah, they ha- Nick and uh, Hodges have this moment of like, uh, did Grissom get you anything for last Christmas? And it's like yeah. one of the first times that anyone actually bonds with Hodges, which is yeah. nice. Um, so, no. Uh, but she, she she has a stick and poke, a prison tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it's um, and then they're looking at it, they're like, what is that? Like an arrow? And Sarah goes, every woman knows what that is. <laughs> it's a heart. <laughs> it's at like, least half of it's one. It's half of a heart. 
Um, I don't know the context of this. Oh, they were, they were, why were they wondering? Oh, they were looking at Antoinette's, um, commissary purchases and they noticed that she had not purchased any tampons recently. So they went to Doc and they were like, did you do a pregnancy test? And he said, uh, it's a women's prison. And, <laughs> and she's been in there for 23 months. Right, Why right. Why would I do that? And so then they're like, well, can you do one really quick? And so he takes a syringe and he goes... You're in, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets a urine sample. She was pregnant. Um, so the warden is very upset with his with her officers being questioned for or DNA tested for mm-hmm. paternity, but like who else would it be? <laughs> right. Like, come on. They find out, surprise, surprise, bus driver is the father. And he fully yeah. admits to that. Right. He's like, but I he's didn't like, kill her. I, I didn't kill her. He's like, we I didn't slept e- together. I didn't kill her. And he's like, I didn't even know she was pregnant. Why would I want to kill her? Yeah. I, she told me she couldn't get pregnant. Not his exact words, but yeah. close enough. Um, and they also, they, did they, why did they then know that she was killed by a woman? I just wrote that down. Um, just because her, was there like, Oh, there was some sort of spit or some. There was XX. That's the whole reason why the title is what it is. There was epithelias on the cloth. That's that was right, around her, her wrist, to the bottom yes. of the bus. Yeah, and the epithelials had female DNA. Yes. Um, so they were like, "Oh, it was another prisoner, probably." So yes. Nick does some. I wrote, <laughs> uh, magic science with a skull mm-hmm. to find out what the weapon was. And Sarah looks at it and immediately knows. She's like, oh, I know exactly what that is, which, okay. Yeah, it was uh, a, a padlock. Mm-hmm. So, um, whatever. So then they're like, well, they have those in their cells. So they, they go, they also figure out that the epithelials match Juanita, who at this point in the episode has always been, like, super shy about everything and really quiet and um, demure and, like, talks about basically being walked all over. Mm-hmm. Um but they find out that she was uh, Antoinette's old roommate. Mm-hmm. And Juanita f- found Antoinette with the, the bus Warden. driver. Mm-hmm. And was very upset by it because they were a couple. And Antoinette apologized, said she was ending it or whatever. But then Juanita found her with him again. And so basically... She gets mad. She got mad. And then, so after Antoinette apologized to her, like, the very next day, she, Juanita assumed that she got herself transferred to a different cell. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, basically, she killed her because she was jealous and upset. Yep. And then she killed her by putting the lock in a sock. Yeah. And beating her head with it. And then we find out, or then she finds out that... Uh, the reason the she was re- transferred was the chain, the silver necklace. Which they assume she was going to give to Juanita. So yeah. it's like... Sad yeah. day. Sad. Let's rub salt in the wound, shall we? They do that a lot on the show. Really <laughs> they really do. They really, really do. You killed the wrong person. Yes. <laughs> which Constantly. I'm sure happens in real life I'm sure it does. A lot. But I mean, it does happen a lot on the show. I guess technically any person you kill is the wrong person. Right. But, you know. Yeah. They killed... Someone they mistakenly intended to kill, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, either they didn't intend, or either or they, it is the wrong person that they it's actually the wrong intended reason. to yeah, kill, or yeah. it's the wrong reason. It's like one of those classic situations where 
it's it's one of the it's a plot line that I hate. Like, um, just no one communicates. Yes. It's like just I, just just, just say explain it. yourself. It's not hard. Yeah. But anyway, it's one of the reasons why I like procedurals so much, though, mm-hmm. is because usually they're like the cat, like the core characters aren't at odds for very long, right? Because they have to communicate about these small problems. Whereas the show like like prestige shows, it's like. Oh well, we won't see these two characters in the same room again for six seasons because they had a miscommunication. <laughs> and sorry, it's going to take two years for them to figure that out. Yeah. Like I don't have time for that. It's <laughs> too much stress. Uh, so the other crime involved in this episode um, is Grissom and Work, mm-hmm. and they find a very bloody stabbing victim. They do in an apartment, mm-hmm. and there's a knife next to the. It body. took me until just now to remember. <laughs> what this crime was oh my as I'm my notes. Um, so the victim is actually not even the owner of the apartment. He is the brother of the person that lives there. Mm-hmm. And the uh, person that actually lives there is a special needs yes. uh, adult and has a caretaker and that kind of thing. So this character that has special needs... It, character's name is Zero, Mm -hmm. but we, of course, always will know him forever and ever as George O'Malley from Grey's Anatomy. Will we? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. I don't think he can ever play a role without being George O'Malley. (laughs) Okay. Which is why, because I saw this first, so when I watched Grey's afterwards, I was like, I just feel like maybe he's not okay. He was fine. <laughs> but I didn't know him for I didn't know the actor from That's funny. Anything else. Anyway. So yes, Zero um is the is the person that is the brother and Samuels is the guardian. Yeah. So they don't know where Zero is. Um and then he just shows up while they're processing the scene and he just immediately starts saying sorry. Yep. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he has blood on his shirt. Mhm. But he says that his brother, whose name was Adanto, um, he says Adanto was dead when he got home from school. And uh, Adanto was talking about coming into some money soon, and Zero was really excited about that. Mm-hmm. So they find prints on the knife that was at the scene, and they belong to Samuels. And he says he found Adanto dead, touched the knife for whatever reason, and then dropped it again. And um, then he went. He was worried about Zero because he didn't really like Adanto that much. He felt like Adanto wasn't good for Zero, and he was really just looking out for Zero's best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in the autopsy of on Adanto, uh, they find a paper in his stomach, mm-hmm. which is a receipt for ten grand. Yeah. Um, and then Warwick recognizes the casino, of course. Yeah, so, and they also discover that he had no defensive wounds. Right. We get to see Eric Stone Street work on that paper. But did you notice that when 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 Doc pulled that paper out of his stomach, it was yellow? Yes. And then when it went to Eric, it was white. Yes, and then they mentioned how it was so well-preserved uh-huh. because of all of his fatty yeah. foods that he ate. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, okay. I had questions. But. Yeah. Um, so they went to the casino, and Warwick talks to the... Uh, guy the pit boss or whatever and he's like yeah he had a system but he was losing so he's doubling up on all of his bets mm-hmm. on the blackjack table um and essentially he lost over a hundred thousand right. dollars in in 10 hands of blackjack so they find that 
that this money all came from the trust that was set up for Adanto and Zero. Mm-hmm. And Samuels looks at the paper and he's like, that's not my signature, but it was Zero's. So my question, though, is they show Samuels the paper mm-hmm. and then they're and he says, this isn't my signature. And then they're like, OK, well, we need a writing sample from you. Like, Why would they get a writing sample before they show him? Because, like, if you were to show me a yeah, writing sample, you would make it look different. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Or, like, even if you didn't, even if you were innocent and you were just writing how you normally... Why wouldn't the prosecutor be like, well, he was just faking it? Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Um, But it wasn't his signature. And... uh, But it was Zero's. So, basically, Adante told Zero that if they took this money out, he could make it back plus on his gambling system. Right. But it didn't work out. And he lost all the money and he felt so guilty that he committed suicide via putting the knife in a door, mm-hmm. wedging it, and running into it a bunch. Yep, which looked horrible. Yes. And the reason why he did it that way is because if it was a suit, if it was a murder um, or accidental death, then Zero would get insurance money. But because they proved that it wasn't, he wouldn't. Right. And we've un- seen this before. Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> also because Samuel's like saw the body or whatever and didn't call it in, he's been removed as Zero's caretaker, and, and- all he wanted was Samuel's, and it yeah. was really sad. Did you notice the hair on the lens at the end of the? No, <laughs> there was a there was a huge hair That's funny. on the last shots of uh, Zero. Anyway, so that's how that crime ended. Yep, very sad. Quite sad. Um, uh, not the worst episode, but, you know, no. not, not a favorite necessarily. No. So, the next episode, <laughs> Bad to the Bone, which, for me, I don't even, like, there are parts of this episode that I will always remember just because of who's involved in it, because mm. um, there, lo- there are three character actors that I know from other things uh, in this one episode which is a lot for a single episode of CSI mm-hmm. but otherwise yeah it's kind of it's a rough it's a rough yeah rough case I wasn't a fan so um it's a all one case yes so there's a big guy beaten to death in a casino mm-hmm. and he is not robbed um his name I don't even how do they even say it I wrote it down because of subtitles but i don't remember how they said it i don't even think i wrote it down okay well yeah big big guy was a victim <laughs> sarah and nick are working the security footage um and they find this smaller dude stealing from the victim and he got caught um and they also find that the big guy swallowed a bunch of his teeth when he was beaten up which mm-hmm. is disgusting it was a single assailant and they're trying to track down this little guy, this thief, because he's like, well, maybe he has something to do with it, even though he is tiny, comparatively speaking, right. to this other guy. So a hotel worker saw him and points him out, and, and his name is Walter, the the assailant. And they immediately just, like, take him into custody, no questions asked. Right. He's eating a burger. And they take him into he's custody. he's, like, suspicious about yeah. how, like, they yeah. walk up to him, and he just, like, slowly turns and gives them a look, and they're like, okay. Yes, You're so they take us? him in, and they're um, processing him in an interrogation room, which is weird. 
Also weird, Grissom's I've not done wearing... this multiple times. I know, but it's always weird to me. Um, it's also weird to me that Grissom's not wearing gloves while collecting fingernail mm-hmm. evidence. It's fine that he does it, though, because then he gets attacked by Walter. Walter just, like, Pause, snaps. rewind. Mm-hmm. He mentions first that uh, he was kind of hot to the touch. Yeah. And he says, are you feeling okay? Because he thinks he has a fever. Right. And then as he's, like, scraping his nails, he... Right. Attacks he just him. He just loses it. And then uh, he gets taken down by the police officers in the room, and he dies. Mm-hmm. And they find he was, his temperature was around like 103 when he died, right. which is a lot. So um, Sarah and Nick are working his car, and it's like a hoarder car. There's everything mm-hmm. everywhere. Bloody clothes. Um, he looks, seems to be a kleptomaniac. He's got, got a, a lot of things. Box of uh, casino chips. And... and he's also got a woman's uniform in there with the name of Libby mm-hmm. on it. Um. Walter died of a heart attack, though. It wasn't a result of the uh, people, the police officers. It wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't yeah. due to, a, what's it called? Something force. Excessive force. Excessive force. And Doc Robbins, or Grissom is like, he had a fever, though. Are you sure he wasn't sick? And Doc Robbins is like, some people just run hot. Mm-hmm. And then we meet his sister. Did you recognize his sister? I did, but I didn't look it up. So you because might know her so from... Bored with this episode. Did you watch the show Rain... <laughs> No. I didn't either. So What is that? R-E-I-G-N? Nope. Okay. I didn't either, but that's probably her most recent thing. Okay. I know her, and will always know her, as Anne of Green Gables. Oh! Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Her name is Megan Follows. Okay. Um, so, classic. So, she's not at all concerned that her brother died, or how her brother died, just that he was dead. Yeah, she, she said, I'm not glad like it's him. finally over. And she was kind of, she, was, she apologized for... Uh, him attacking Grissom, which mm-hmm. was nice. Uh, they go to where he lived, and he lived in and ran an old hotel. And he was definitely a hoarder. Um, they find a random concrete patch in his backyard and decide to dig that up. Uh, meanwhile, I guess, I don't know who was with Sarah. Was it Nick still? They're trying to You're find... Asking the wrong person. They're trying to find really out who like Libby was. Okay. I guess they assume because he killed one person, he might have killed somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so they go to this uh, diner from the waitress uniform mm-hmm. and talk to another famous character actress, which I don't know that you would know her from anything. Her name is Dale Dickey. There is a chance, this is going to sound really stupid, I legitimately do not remember if I've met her. Might have met her. Okay. <laughs> I might have a picture with her. Oh. I honestly don't remember <laughs> I meant to look that up before we start recording. From a con or and something? And I forgot, yes. Oh. Um, and I forgot. <laughs> okay. But anyway, she's been in a lot of stuff. She's from Tennessee. Um, anyway, so, yes. So she says that this um, waitress, Libby, only worked there for one day. So it's amazing she even remembers her at all. Yeah. And it was years ago. Um, so back at the hotel, Grissom and Work are screening... Um, sifting and let me just say as a person that is screen sifted a lot uh-huh. if you are doing that big of an area you for sure need bigger screens <laughs> you need oh. they were like just doing it over a bucket and there was like dirt getting dropped and yeah. stuff it's just not that's just not the way 
Like on like that is a setup for a small thing, not like a pit that's it. six foot deep or whatever. And it would also take I you I wouldn't know the difference. You, it would take you a very, very long yeah, time. Yeah, that seemed apparent. And like the whole reason why you do that is so that you can dig small shovelfuls and sift it without possibly damaging the bones, which is what work almost did because mm-hmm. he just Yeah. Shoved his shovel right in there super hard. Yikes. Anyway, they find bones. They do. <laughs> Human skeleton, which when they piece it together, they're like, oh, it's a Caucasian female. Um, she was strangled. She was, yeah. Uh, did you notice that Archie was doing the job of the forensic artist now? I did notice that. He's a man with many hats. Yes. No need for Terry Miller. We have Archie. Um, Thank the Lord. Yes. They, in the hotel, they also find a baseball cap with some hairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I said these renderings always weird me out. <laughs> They don't look human. They don't look <laughs> human so at weird. And it's like, this is fictional. Yeah. <laughs> Make it look more real. Yeah. Um, they find out that the Jane Doe in the ground, her name was Marissa. And Not Libby. They nope. thought they were finding Libby, but nope. no. They tracked down, because they found a photo in the hotel as well, mm-hmm. a torn photo of a pregnant woman, and on the back it says Marissa, and there's a man, or whatever. So they track down this person, and he is played by uh, the actor who plays JJ's husband on Criminal Lines. Oh. Anyway. Another show I don't watch. Yes. He uh, <laughs> is shocked that, th- or they find out, they find out that through the DNA that the, um, on the body, because there was two sets of DNA on the body, mm-hmm. they found out that her baby was a boy. Yes. And he didn't know that the baby was a boy. He was, she kicked him out before the baby was born. Um, they also, it took them a while to figure out that she had been pregnant. Yes. Because the pelvic bone did not show birth. Right. But then Catherine's like, uh, not everyone gives birth vaginally. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he produces a, re- a letter that he got, supposedly from Marissa, telling him that she didn't need him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the signatures don't match. Yes, they talk to Eric Stone Street again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, this is not the same. Um, so the hair in the baseball cap that they found randomly matches the son, the DNA that on her pelvis, mm-hmm. who would be eight now. And they also figure out that the sister was Libby. I don't yeah. remember the, why she the changed her guy name. Did- we even mentioned that he has this. Oh, yeah, we did earlier. Yeah. After Walter's sister. Dies. Yes, Walter's sister. Um, and she says that basically one day um, Walter showed up at her door with a baby and a suitcase and was like, here. And, and she didn't say anything because it's the only good thing he's ever done yeah. is what she said. And she took the suitcase back because she didn't want it. And she had seen the letter in there. Or the the picture, so she's the one that sent the letter to the ex boyfriend, the the father of the baby, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of ends ambiguously. Like we don't know exactly. Like is she going to prison? We don't know. Is the baby going to live with, or the son going to live with the dad? No idea. Yep. So that's kind of pretty open ended. That's a lame open-ended. episode. <laughs> like I said, I only like it because of all the. All the extra peoples in it. Um, And that means nothing to me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So this next episode, Bad Words, 
is the episode that I thought Play With Fire was because... Oh, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So, which... This is a two crime one. Uh, Do we want to just go in... House fire, let's do it. Okay. I wrote, fire! (laughs) There is a house fire. Um, And they are getting everyone out and they ask the mom, like, is there anyone else in there? And she's like, no, that's everyone. But then they bring out an extra body uh, that turns out to be her teenage daughter who was not supposed to be there that night. She was supposed to be sleeping over at a friend's house. Um, And and she is dead. Yes. And CSI is called in because there was another fire in the area recently. And so Mm -hmm. they're like, maybe this is a serial arsonist. Um, This is Nick, Catherine, and Work working this case. Uh, The only room with, like, real fire damage was... The living room. The living room. Okay, I definitely wrote that down incorrectly, and I was questioning it right now. That's why I paused, because I was like, that makes no sense. Um, So she, the reason why the firefighters didn't see her is because she wasn't in her bed. She was in her closet hanging out. Mm -hmm. And they also found out that the back door was unlocked, Um, which they're like, that's weird. The mom specifically stated that when she went to bed, she checked all the locks. Mm -hmm. So... They're like, maybe the teenage daughter forgot to lock it, and that's how the arsonist got in. Um, um, so then, what? Oh, that's okay. Okay. Sorry, my ring camera went <laughs> off, but it's fine. Um, so then they, um, Nick has been taking pictures and stuff of the spectators of the fire. Yes. And so he's comparing them to the spectators at the last fire. And this part always reminds me of Mr. Deeds. Okay. <laughs> you know when she's like... I don't remember that movie well. Oh. <laughs> so, Winona Ryder, you know, yeah. as a reporter. Yeah. And there's that scene with the cats, the cat fire, and, like, she's trying to, like, get footage of Deeds, like, for the tabloids, and she has a hidden camera on her lapel. There's a house fire, and he's saving these cats. And so she's trying to, like, get... She's, like thrust her chest out trying to get the footage <laughs> and the fireman looks at her like funny because she's just got her chest way out while she's looking at this fire <laughs> and she goes fire excites me oh i remember that part yeah 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 okay anyway so basically they talk to this lady and she's like i am not an arsonist i am a pyromaniac <laughs> and she goes into great detail with nick about how much fire excites her yes um and he's like, we're, she asks him a question about what he does when he gets home. And he's like, we're not talking about me. She's like, no, 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 no. We're not here to talk about me. So Greg gets to help. But he's got to match a match. Yep, got to match a match. So they bring in this pyromaniac's collection, collection of matchbooks. And they're trying Which to... Which many. They're trying to match a match that they found. From the first crime. From the first crime. With, with her many matchbooks and surprise surprise no match (laughs) no match for the match yes um so they find out that the teenage girl was running the expose on the baseball team uh they're like hazing slash initiation this whole red herring situation Mm -hmm. baseball boy says he didn't do it (laughs) (laughs) well they go to talk to the coach of the baseball team also his father yeah he's his father He's not helpful. No. He's like, oh, boys will be boys. This is what we do all the time. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And um, he knows about the hazing ritual and seems to not care. 
Um, but they have alibis. Yeah. Um, and they also had originally thought that the couch was a source of accelerant. But and they found a cigarette butt in the couch. Yes. Um, but everybody's like, "Oh, we don't smoke." Um, yeah. So they do a urine sample of everyone that was in the house, um, and Grandma comes back with yeah. nicotine in her system, and she's like, "You know what? I do smoke." And clearly, she's got some memory problems. But yeah. they talk to the mom, and she's like, "I lock her in her room at night. I know for sure mm-hmm. that she didn't start this fire." Right. Um, and that's when we find out that. The point of origin couldn't have been the living room because the, the fridge magnets yeah. are demagnetized. So Nick did some computer magic and uh, recreated the fire. If and, it had started in the living room. Right. And there was no way that it could have caused the damage. There's no way it could have burned as hot as it did right. in the kitchen in order to demagnetize the magnets. Right. So the point of origin had to have been in the kitchen itself. Right. Um, and the reason why it looked like the point of origin was the living room was because there was so much uh, accelerant, not accelerant, yeah, but so much like, um, fuel, essentially, for yeah. the fire. Fibers and carpet and the couch and all the things. So then they go back to the kitchen and they discover the word bitch has been written on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like charred into the yeah. floor. And then they just bring back, I just, in my head, I was like, nice swatch, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> they bring back this huge the whole swatch of the kitchen floor <laughs> the whole area and they figure out that it was basically like a petroleum jelly situation mm-hmm. on the floor and uh so they go through all their suspects again yeah They're like could it be this person no could it be this person no could it be this person no and the only person that's left that they really haven't considered mm-hmm. is the son who would have been the teenage daughter's brother who's yeah he's like tiny he's like, like seven, seven or eight yeah he's really 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 young but they're like but bitch is such a teenage girl word it's not something a little boy would write on the floor right um but they bring him in for questioning without an advocate they take well, his mom yeah they she take- she agrees though she, she was in there she was in there but then usually though they still have to have an advocate yeah. I mean, she anyway, was still there. She was they give, just outside. They give him some matches to play with and a cup of water. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he says that he got woken up because his sister came home and left her key. So he let her in, and then he got bored. And he found some uh, petroleum jelly that his mom used to use for fondue in the cabinet and decided to play with that for a while and set it on fire and went to sleep. Yep. <laughs> and, and then he was really excited because the fireman yeah. came and rescued them. So it was all an accident and really sad. Yeah. So that was the end of that crime. Yep. Um, so the other crime was Sarah and Grissom working it. And mm-hmm. it was a body in a bathroom. It was He had a head wound and he choked. And there's a broken mirror with blood all over it as well. Yeah. And Sarah makes a comment about how there are, the <laughs> soap dispensers in the bathroom are empty. Yeah. It's and, always a good sign. Yeah. And then, it, I don't know, she's talking, he was... Grissom pointed out that he choked or something. She's like, no soap was the least of his problems. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he had letter tiles in his esophagus. Round ones. Yes. So, uh, and the blood on the mirror, which was broken, was mm-hmm. not his. Um, so they're trying to figure out, Grissom's trying to figure out. The man's also in a red shirt that has 735 on it. Yes. And they're like, what does that yeah. mean? Right. Um, so anyway, they go, uh, hold on. 
they find out that these tiles are Logos tiles. It's mm-hmm. a game. And the victim, a tournament happening. Yeah. The victim came. His last name is Brenner. Okay, yeah. He came to play in this game. He's like a legend. Yes. Which apparently is what his shirt is in reference to. Apparently it's a really high score in this game. Yep. Which I've never heard of it or played this game. And it is totally up my alley. So I'm is kind of interested. Real, is it a real game? I think so. It okay. seems like. It's like. To me, it's kind of like the game Go that yeah. we play. Well, that's why I was wondering if it was just like a, like a fake, a fake version of. I don't know. That. I feel like it's got to be real. I don't know. Now I want to look it up because <laughs> you've questioned it. Now I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm. But it's I love board games, so I think I'd really like it. Anyway, um, so they're questioning people at this tournament, and everyone seems to kind of highly regard this guy yeah they're like he is infamous Mm -hmm. and it would be an honor honor to play him it is i don't it is not a real game are you sure it's definitely not a real game why would they call it logos i i I don't know but it's it's not a real game (laughs) um Um, that makes me sad (laughs) i was was wondering because like some of the words they were spelling i was like those aren't even it's not even a word guys well, one of them isn't. No, we'll but like, there. if you looked on their, if you looked on their, like, on the wide shots, but anyway, they weren't hmm. real words. Um, so, basically, they're going around to each of these people, trying to, like, all these opponents, trying to yes. figure out who played him last and their opinions or whatever. Um, and, uh,. <laughs> they also found on the body a paper of basically. Brenner's log of each yes. round that he played um, to keep track of the words and the points and what letters yes. touched which and that kind of thing. They talked to this one guy who has uh, bruised knuckles and he says he punched the mirror. Mm-hmm. He didn't punch, he didn't kill Brenner. He was like, I. He played this talkative old lady. Yeah. He was talking so much that he couldn't think and it caused yeah. him to lose the round. So that's and why. And he got upset. He punched the mirror. So. And then they ask him, like, well, what about when you lost to Brenner? And he's like, are you kidding me? That was like the light <laughs> of my life. Like, yeah. Are you, that was just amazing. Such an honor to sit with him. So Sarah's doing, working the code. And I was like, she loves a projector. <laughs> she does, she does a lot of things with code, uh, like notebook codes and projectors and they're figuring out what um you know what words he played when or whatever and there was a little bit of a a situation and they they talked to his last opponent who was named craig and they found a gun in his possession Mm -hmm. and he's like i belong to a communist club (laughs) i know like that's normal (laughs) he was like okay um so, but then they discover that Adam played a fake word. And when Craig went to pluralize Brenner. it. Adam Brenner, yes. Yeah. Brenner played a fake word. And when Craig went to plural, pluralize it, pluralize, oh my gosh, words. Mm-hmm. Brenner was like, mm, that's not a real word. I'm going to challenge and it. And he challenged it. And that made him win the game. Mm-hmm. And then Craig forced Adam to eat. Eat the his letters. Own, eat his own words. And he, mm-hmm. he choked and he died. Yep. I'm so. still upset Logos is not a real game. Yeah, I mean, based on my single, like, two-second Google search, the only thing that was coming up was the game Logo with, like, the logos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing else about, no information about word games at all mm. on the first page. I'm going to do more research. I feel like it's a real game. I feel like it then would we'll have up. A, then we'll have to have a corrections corner of our own. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, final episode. 
Dead Ringer. Dead Ringer. Um, this is... So it starts out as everyone just briefly because they're all running a marathon. Yeah. And then it turns into two I actually into two really cards. liked the opening sequence. It was really pretty. It with, is like, really the pretty. And yeah. The did you silhouetted Did you people. notice though that Sarah has kind of a Phoebe run? Yeah. Oh, I literally wrote that. <laughs> I was like, why does Sarah run like Phoebe? I don't know. I oh don't my know. gosh. I also was like, why are there so many cop cars? And then I realized well, what was happening. I wrote it seems like a waste of a waste of resources mm-hmm. because even even with it being what it is the road was closed they yeah. talked about that they had a freaking helicopter yeah and then like dozens of police cars i mean it was probably i mean i don't know this is fact but it was probably like a fundraising type of a thing because that's what these types of events usually are first of all but second of all I, I'm sure those were not Vegas cops. I'm sure they were, like, not... Sure. They were cops from all over, because it was PDs from literally yeah. all over that region yeah. of the country. So, basically, Sarah hands off to Nick, who hands off to work, who hands off to Catherine. They're doing, like, a... What is it called when you have a... It's a relay, relay. But, but what is the thing? A baton. A baton. And then Catherine is running along side grissom who's driving yeah he's we, the pace car we didn't see him run and he's playing chariots of fire <laughs> um and then suddenly he just like leaves her in the dark <laughs> yeah to go check on a light he sees in the desert yep and she's like where you're supposed to stay yeah. with me and then she gets up on the hill and there's a body and i there. i wrote dead body let's mm-hmm. not call it in because <laughs> they they definitely walk all around at first yeah and then they call it in yep um his name was Tim Coleman, mm-hmm. and he He's from LA. died of cardiac arrest. He was dehydrated, and he had blood pressure medicine in his system, though mm-hmm. he did not need it. Um, there was also a red fiber on his uh, yeah. shirt that Grissom pulls off with his fingers, and Catherine actually mentions yes, it. Yes, she does call him out She's on like, it. He's uh, like, barehanded, are and you? He's, he's like, collect it or lose it. Because it was windy. It's really windy. Like, they lost footprints and all kinds yeah. of things because of the wind. So, Greg ran a hunch on the ATM card of the guy that died and got a hit. Um, which is almost a third crime in this whole thing. Like, I don't... There, Yeah, there are a couple... They're all kind of connected, but not yeah. really. So, uh, SWAT ended up winning the race. And they talked to... I don't even know why they talked to somebody. They talked to somebody, and I just wrote, <laughs> I just wrote, I'm SWAT. I subdued him. <laughs> quote. Yeah, well, okay. Because I guess so Coleman's, like, started trying to has, start something. Yeah, he has a bruise on his face. That's right. And you're like, did you get that from Coleman? He was like, yeah, he was belligerent, and I subdued him. I'm SWAT. Uh, yeah, so they take Coleman's bag, and they find some trash in it. And, and they take his jacket, because it has red yeah. stuff on it. And they're like... Why is there trash in this bag? And Catherine goes, there's a five-minute penalty for littering. Which but just we earlier, saw Nick yes. throw a full-on water bottle. <laughs> a whole full water bottle. Also, was this man running with his bag? That, no. Right. Because it was back at the right. base. So where did this trash come from? So many Why questions. was there a detail about... Not the, littering. When yeah. We literally saw... <laughs> Nick take he just took a bo- huge bottle of water. Yeah, he took like squirted some on his yeah. face and then, and then tossed, tossed it, it to the side. Um, so they were testing all the things for the BP medicine, and they find that the water was a little bit spiked. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote, this whole ATM thing is kind of yawn. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, the ATM situation was this man was... Uh, he had a skimmer. He had a skimmer. There, and he was the receiver, or he had the receiver in his car or whatever, and he had to be close to it. Yes, they so, caught him. Yeah, it's just... I mean, there's really no... That's all it was. There's no reason... Nope. ...to follow that, other than to give Greg a win. Like, yeah. good job, Greg. Um, they find some more... So the amount of blood pressure medicine in the water was not enough to really right. do much. So, they, But they find some more in the protein bar. They do some backwash analysis, yeah. which is super gross. Uh, yeah. And it has, like, protein bar stuff in it. Right. Which is what leads them that down So that then track. they print the protein bar wrapper, and it was the, I don't even know who it was. It's like the guy in charge is what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, he worked on the same. He got promoted. He had recently gotten promoted. Yes, he worked for the same PD. Yeah. And he recently got promoted, and then they switched his position in the race, and he's won every single year yeah, for like so six he, years. Yeah, so he just wanted to make him sick. Yeah. They didn't know that it would, like... Kill him. Kill him. So, which happens a lot on this show. Yeah. I just wanted to poison him a little. <laughs> just, yeah. Just a little. So, meanwhile, Sarah and Work are working a double homicide in a hotel. And um, it's people from the same police conference. Yeah. The wife IDs the man. And Work is like... But the, but the woman in the hotel room is not his wife. And Work is like... Oh, women always know when their men are cheating on them. And Sarah's mm-hmm. like, not, not always. always. And he's like, no, they really always know. I'm like, work, read the room. Mm-hmm. Read the room. Um, the gun may have been wiped because there was, like, tissue mm-hmm. on it. And the other cop. What other cop? <laughs> the other cop was missing. Um, the, there was another cop in the room somehow they find out oh there was like evidence of another woman like on the bed yes because the person that was that was shot in the room the woman was not the one that the man was sleeping with right and the person he was sleeping with is missing but she did have the adjoining room (laughs) next door Mm -hmm. and so they find out yeah they find out find her room and like disarray in disarray they mention la perla again they that's the only lingerie brand brand in vegas apparently (laughs) it's the only one they ever mention forever um, and, uh, so did you recognize Lydia Lopez, the other, the other cop, the one that the victim was sleeping mm, with? No. She is the mom from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh, I didn't watch that show. Didn't really either, but she is on TikTok now. Oh. She works well. with horses somehow. I don't Fabulous. know. Um, she says that Manny, who is the vi- ma- male victim, she says she and him had a thing once a year every year at this conference for the last seven years Mm -hmm. and her husband Archie says that he showed up to surprise Lydia but he found the room in the state that it was in and was like mad so he went down to the bar got drunk and then he called Manny's wife yes she showed up and shot Manny and the woman she assumed was sleeping with her husband once again, not the wrong right person. person. The victim, the lady that she shot was named Patricia, and she was like their boss. Yeah. So, shot the wrong person. That was that episode. 
This was a short episode for us. We, we <laughs> yes. just flew through these, mostly yes. because we didn't like two of them very much. Yeah. Uh, so the last episode was Turn of the Screws, <laughs> which this it, one... That's that's for the next one. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Yeah, we've gone through four. Oh. Well, next episode, we'll talk about <laughs> Turn of the Screws. My bad. Yeah, I don't... I think Dead Ringer, if I'm remembering correctly, it was the... No, no, no. Bads of the Bone, I think, was the lowest rated of these four. I would imagine. Let me just check. I think... I'm going to go with Double X is... Mm, no, I'm going to say Bad Words is the most highly rated. We're both way off. Really? So, um... Do oof. not tell me. Lowest rated is Dead Ringer. Okay. Highest rated, no. bad to the bone. No, I think though honestly is because of guest stars. Ugh. Because Megan follows is she's just a gift. Fine. <laughs> she's Canada's gift to the show. Whatever. <laughs> um, it was not a good episode. I disagree with the reviewers. <laughs> I I yeah. I think maybe if we weren't as hot as. Walter, just because of the temperature outside, maybe we would think differently about <laughs> the episode. Because I feel like this is the first time I've, act- I've disliked the episode as much. Hmm. But again, I binge. So True. I don't know. I didn't think it was good. So yeah, next podcast, we will be finishing up season f- four. Oh gosh, got ahead of myself. Yeah, we'll, be wa- we'll be talking about Turn of the Screws. <laughs> got a little teaser there. Yeah, No More Bets and Bloodlines. Spoiler alert, we've already watched these, so we're about to stop this recording and start a new one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope we answered the why for today. As in, why did they make Bad to the Bone? No, I think maybe... (laughs) Simply for guest stars, it seems. Yeah. Sometimes that's what it's about. Sometimes it's, what actor is available? Let's write them a story. Okay. If Honestly, so. that is sometimes how it happens. I'm sure it is. Hollywood is weird. Yeah. I mean, that's how Butterfly happened. So. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well. Yep. We'll talk at you soon. Bye. Bye.